What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fit Business. I'm Matt White here with Jimmy Mentis. Man, you've been busy, man. Just nonstop. It's crazy. I've actually, how many times have, have I have I actually told you or asked you not to film today or film the next day? Or I mean, but you you laid the, you laid your, you put your foot down today, didn't you? Dude, dude, I'm I'm so busy. <laughs> like today, literally, I move stuff around because you were like, I can't do today, which was. Yeah. Tuesday, and then you were like, uh, 12.30 on Wednesday, let's record. 12.30 came along. It's like 12.45. Yeah. like, dude, I'm so far behind. Give me another hour. I'm so, so sorry. You're not sorry. You're out there filling boxes and shipping them out. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Um, truth be known, we've been so busy with the, with the protein coming in that I had to go back there, and I had to start packaging and, and with everybody <laughs> else. Uh, it's it's been crazy. Um, we had 38 pallets come in. Um, at, at this location, we had 12, and they're gone. They're literally gone. Uh, it's just you know what? I, and I, we'll get into our topic. And I just want you know it's it's an amazing feeling. Either you you own a service or you have a product or something you provide somebody else, right? As as a, as an item, as a product. A product is a service or whatever, right? And the fact that people pay their hard-earned money to either buy the product, right, which is, you know, the, the beauty fit product, or buy your service, is just so humbling. It, you know, I mean, I got to tell you, yeah, I, I'm very humbled by the whole fact that we've been in business for 10 years, plus the other brands are doing amazing. But... We've been out of protein almost, what, nine months, 10 months now? And you really don't see that much protein going out on a daily basis when you always have it in stock, right? right. You don't really appreciate it um, that much. You know, maybe you got wholesale you know, containers or pallets going out, but I'm talking about internet orders because people buy one at a time, two at a time, whatever, right? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. These women were buying three at a time, four at a time, six at a time. And I'm saying, and I'm, I'm saying to myself, this, it's, it was humbling. I'm so grateful. Like they would pay their hard earned money for a product that they love that I created. Right. And I was here till one o'clock in the morning last night. I was back here at six o'clock, like excited, excited to get all these orders out. And I was like, wow. And I'm sure you feel the same way when you write and people come back and they're like, man, hey, I like I like write me another one. You know, it's it's just amazing. So I, I just want to, you know, put this out there to everybody who owns a supplement company or a service or whatever. I mean, really take a look at what's going on, what's really happening. People are, are paying their hard earned money for your services or product. It's amazing. Yeah. And I, that kind of segues right into our topic, you know. Yeah, no, today, that's funny. <laughs> today we want to. We, I, I messaged you this morning. I'm like, hey, let's talk about customer service, um, and you know, it it kind of dabbles into what you were talking about, where you know you were out of stock of you know protein for a few months, and yeah, it wasn't customers are it looking was... for your protein. They're like, Jimmy, like we need your protein. I'm used to using your protein. I need your protein. So you know. Let's touch on that. Like, how should brands and companies, you know, owners, 
respond and put out these fires when something like that happens. I mean, I know from my perspective, I see so many brands these days that it's almost like they don't care. Like they've completely lost touch with their consumer and all they look at are the dollars, which ultimately the consumers are giving them the dollars. Right. So if they piss off their consumers, they're going to see less dollars. Right. Um, so like what, what did you do in your instance where you were like, I'm out of protein. I don't know when it's going to be back in stock. I got to figure this out. I got emails coming in. What do I do? So how did you handle that? Well, you know, don't forget, Matt, I'm hands on. Right. So I yeah. talk, I talk to my customers. Uh, they email me. They message me. Uh, they text me. Uh, they stop by the warehouse. So I'm hands on. So all I, I, all I really needed to do is have an open line of communication with them and tell them the truth. Listen, we're out. It's going to be a while. And but when I do come back, you know, I'll have it the better than before. And and they were very loyal. But there were some that actually came to me and said, hey, I know I can't get your protein. Which other one do you recommend? And instead of instead of me saying I don't recommend any of them, right? I actually told them to go get this protein or this protein because I knew some of the brands where they make it and I knew what kind of protein they were using. So I became I'm the friend. Yeah. Plus, don't don't forget, Beauty Way, there's no other there's no better taste in protein than Beauty Way. So I didn't care because I knew that once Beauty Way came back, they would come back. But I right. I'm hands-on. I've seen I've seen many companies put something out of stock, and there's just a template a, a template email going out, right? So you know, again, as as long as you you set expectations with the customer, and you're transparent with the customer, you know, don't forget I also have Club Beauty Fit. So in there, I have, I have right. you know hundreds of women in there that I'll do a live thing and say, hey, listen, this is what's going on. I am sorry. Shoot me, kill me, you know. Um, but this is this is what's going on. Well, so I, I, think, transparency, I think that's transparency. That's important. Absolutely. And I think what you're doing, and and before you even said it, it was something that I wanted to get into. Is you know I look at you know Club Beauty Fit as customer service. Right. I mean, literally, it's like you're putting yourself, you know, in the hot seat. You're talking about different topics, answering questions about your products, you know, new releases, stuff that's coming out. Hey, you know, I'm having this issue. Oh, why don't you try this or that or whatever? Um, but you're also very active on, you know, the actual pages. Like people, people talk about, um, let's just use the the beauty bum, for example. And I don't want to get this, you know, turn this into a big, you know, beauty fit episode. No, but. But, um, but you have people who who talk about like the beauty bum and they're like, you know, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, that is that normal. And you're like right there in the yeah. comments. Yep. That's, you know, that's, that's a thermogenic that's in it. You know, that's going to subside, you know, that's just going to, you're going to feel it happening. You know, that's good. And I think that's important because a lot of brands, they don't comment on social media. They'll make their posts and then they'll ghost until the next day when they post again, you know, you're active with what you're doing. And, and I consider that customer service because, you're engaging your audience. You're not just putting it out there and saying, oh, "See you tomorrow," and not helping them out. Right. Well, the, see, I look at I look at the initial my first time customers very important to me, very important to me. But my fourth and fifth time customer are even more important to me. You see how many many companies say 
they they run a sale and they and they say first time customers only. You totally forgot how you got there. Yeah. Why? See, when I do a sale, it's for everybody. It's that, to it's me, tough. To me, that's like customer they, service. They say that it takes like seven touches of a customer for them to actually make their first purchase. So if if I'm a brand and I I have to reach out to somebody, you know, whether it's email, newsletter, expo, uh, demos, you know, samplings, whatever, seven times to get them to buy once, and then I forget about them. Right. What? Why? Why right. did I just spend all that money, all that time, all those resources to get this person to buy? Because now they're like, man, you know, this brain is persistent. They really want my business. You know, they're giving me a whole bunch of value. And then they make that first, you know, right. purchase and disappear. I think like, people want, people want, uh, the company has to earn trust. And, yeah. and you know, the, the, the customer already knows that this company, it's a business. So they have to make money. I mean, it's not something we don't know. And, and the customer says, okay, if you want my money, I'm, I'm going to break it down in English, okay? I'm not going to be politically correct and all that bullshit, right? If you want my money, and if you have what I want, you take care of me, I'll take care of you. It's mm -hmm. simple. Yeah. So so that, that open line of communication starts by the customer saying, would you like my money? That's how it really starts. It doesn't. It doesn't start from the from the side of the company saying, "Would you like to buy my product?" Okay, because there's thousands of products out there. Once a customer of BeautyFit extends their hand, they say, "I have money. I like to give you," because that's what they. That's what they're saying. They want to right. part from it. I want to give you this money. I trust you. I don't trust you enough yet but I trust you enough to give you my money. How long now, do you think that takes? Well, you don't want to talk about beauty fit uh, conversions because I'm off the charts. Let's, I, let's go by an average. You've had several businesses. I got 82% conversion rate with beauty fit. <laughs> Two touches. Wow. Yeah. Like women literally come to the website typing in beautyfit.com. I mean, our Google Analytics show it. Literally, beautyfit.com, 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 beautyfit.com. So let's not use beautyfit because it's just a totally, you know, my my other brand, my Myolabs brand, you're right. It's between five and seven touches, right? Because I have the pre-workouts. I have, I have you know, the, the aminos. I have the proteins, you know, in all the foreign countries and stuff. But, but I use the same process. I use the same guidelines. You know, I, I'm still, you saw how, you see how I'm using the Myolabs here, right? It's me. Yeah, I'm yeah. Run, I'm literally running the social media for Myolabs myself. It's right here. I do it. And so people, when they write into Myolabs, they're, they're actually talking to me. So the conversion rate in, in a supplement company is all about keeping the customer not happy. And, and this is where you and I might disagree. Keeping the customer trusting your brand. And when they get a product and they don't like it, that doesn't mean that they don't like the brand. They might not like the flavor. So something happened there. Let's just say they got they got a pre-workout, a great pre-workout from another brand, right? From a different brand. And they didn't like it. And they call the brand up and they're like, hey, we like to, uh, I, I like to return this. And 
Number one, it takes multiple steps for this person to return it. Okay. Then nobody, nobody re, re, take like, what do I want to say? Nobody reaches out to that person again. He basically gets funneled right back into that database, into the mass emails again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've seen. Yeah. No one turns around and says, hey, Matt, um, I saw you didn't like the grape. I like to send you a, a fruit punch or whatever other product you like instead of a refund. Here's the refund, but also here's a here's another product. Go to the website, Matt, and pick anything you want. Anything. Because at that point, it's going to cost you another 40 bucks to bring them back in. Yeah. You know? So. And that, that makes sense because – I mean, most people don't understand that when, from a consumer standpoint, if you've never been on the business side of, of returns or exchanges, whatever you want to call them, it costs money because you're going to, you know, send them a return, you know, uh, you know, uh, label. label, they're going to have to slap it on. Now you're going to have to pay to have it come back. Well, guess what? If they opened it, you can't resell it. So literally you're eating that money. And then if you're sending it back out, well, now what do you do? Do you charge them shipping? No, of course not. You're going to ship it out for free. So now you're eating more money. So at the end of the day, you're really in the hole times two because you're sending out the product. You're bringing back product that is no longer sellable. And then you're paying for shipping possibly two or maybe even three times depending on what happens. Right. So it's that's that's a slippery slope that I don't think a lot of people understand. And that's why what you said is, is brilliant and it helps everybody out. It yeah. makes you look good like, hey, keep the product. You know, give it to somebody, right? Throw it, throw it away, do whatever. Right. I'll send you another flavor. You know, is there one that you might like better than the flavor that you got? Because maybe they got like an off-the-wall flavor. I know when when brands come out with just odd and protein flavors, I try them because you get sick of vanilla and chocolate right. and strawberries. So you want to try something unique. But if it says that it's a uh uh you know mint chocolate chip and there's really no mint to it and you're like man this sucks like th why are they calling it this and you get pissed off and you contact them and say i'm not dealing you know i'm not digging this flavor it, it you know there has to be some type of customer service in place where you know people are like okay well what do you like do you do you like vanilla do you like chocolate and maybe that's when that's you send the them something yes that they already like but you have to have that conversation you know yeah. like you said you can't put them back in the funnel because it's it gives off that impersonable you know like you're a robot like right. okay cool you sent me a template email of how i do the return you didn't ask why i didn't like it or you know what right. you can do to make my experience better um but you threw me right back into the funnel like right oh hey you know tomorrow we're gonna have a blah 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 and you're like still salty that that they sent you this email screw, screw you and that's what i'm saying like you know i i, I suggest uh, you know I consult with a few brands this this past year. I've been consulting with a few brands, and the the one thing that I get from other brands and owners and 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 GMs is how do we how do they how is it Jimmy? How do we structure this that we don't we don't put these these customers back in a funnel? Okay, yeah. and I told them you need to have at least three to four people customer service. Okay, you pay them, you give them a base, and you pay them on the amount and the and the commission on what they upsell 
okay? What they save, what they save you. Basically, I yeah. call it upsell, what they save you. So at one company, check this out, one company, uh, they were getting tons of returns, right? I mean, they have so-so product, but it was just, you know, there's two ways of running a business. You sell once to the world and you leave, or you sell, you know, one product all the time to, you know, to build a brand. So yeah. this this guy started out with, I'm building two brands. I want to sell to the whole world and see where I'm going to go. Well, his one product was really good. And now he's got like six, seven products. And he's doing very well, very well uh, on the website. But every time that he has a return, and he has a lot of returns, mm. um, it costs him 60 bucks. Just by the customer saying, I like to return this. That's 60 bucks right there. So I turned around. We brought in, we brought in three people for him. Um, and I said, any customer, any customer that calls you or emails you and says they want to return it, you call them up and you say, we like for you to keep it or get, find out why. It's a conversation. Like yeah. if this person was in front of you, what would you ask them? What, how would you guys talk? You know? Put that in a conversation. So we did, we basically said, hey, if you don't like this flavor, it's what you said. If you don't like this flavor, what other flavor would you like? And if you don't like this product or you don't want to try this product, please, I'd like for you to go to the website and pick any product you like. It would be on us. Okay. Now, check this out. Do you know we did a report the last two months and he actually made. 27% profit on the returns compared to him being in, in the whole, in the whole he was in a whole last year 147 $148,000 of returns Woo. yes right Ouch. and this year so far starting January he's up 27% in profit just from returns because it's a conversation people uh, many, many, they, they, you know, people say it's business 101. You know, business 101 is full of shit. Yeah. I don't, I don't believe business 101. Business 101 is a conversation. Like we have a conversation, right? We have business. We do together. We have a conversation every day. What do you sell? Do I want to pay it? If I don't want to pay it, how can we work something out? It's simple. That's how it goes. Especially when you have a product. The consumer has so many options. They decide to give you their money. Have a conversation with them. Period. That's what I do. I, th I think that's what's lacking the most in, in customer service. And what I wanted to talk about today is, you know, opening up and communicating with, you know, the person that's having an issue with your product or your service. I mean, it's I look at it as the way you know, things are trending, everyone's going e-commerce. So you would think about old school when you wanted to take something back to the store, they would have a list of questions that they would go through. Did it not fit? Is it damaged? Uh, is it not what you, did it not meet your expectations? You know, do you want to exchange it? Is it the wrong size? These days, you know, somebody sends something and they get that template back that just says, here's how you return this product. And that's it. Like, right. It could be that the person's just not using the product the right way. I mean, we all know, especially with protein and pre-workouts, the water quantity that you use 
changes the the flavor right. profile drastically. Right. If you water it down, it mutes everything, and if you you know only add a little bit of water, it enhances everything and it makes it super strong. So you know maybe they just didn't read the directions, or or maybe they've read them incorrectly. Uh, you know maybe their taste is more on the spectrum of eight ounces of water, and they used six and it was too strong. So maybe you say, hey, do me a favor. You know we'll, we'll gladly take care of you, but if it was too strong. Add two more ounces of mayonnaise. Give it another shot. Again, if you don't like it, hey, we'll take care of you. But at two, at the extra two ounces, it might change the flavor enough that it's not as strong, and then you might like it. Um, so, and again, it's it's that conversation that you have to have with somebody because. But, but uh, no, finish up because I want I want to say something about that. Go ahead. Well, because you know the products, it's not a one size fits all. I mean, everybody has individual tastes. So, you know, that's why a lot of brands will put the spectrum on there of of what the recommended, you know, dosage would be for water. And then you have the people who strictly say add 10 ounces right. and maybe that person's taste is different, but they're following the directions. So they're like, nah, I don't like this flavor when really they just have to tweak a little bit. And that's that's a customer service thing. It's a conversation. It's too dull. OK, cool. Lessen the water. It's too strong. Okay, add more water. Right. Um, but but I mean, it, it's very it's very simple to fix some of these issues if they open up the line of communication, and it would save them a ton of money if they would just pick up the phone or actually have somebody responding to emails versus an automated email that gets sent. Um, but I mean, go, what were you going to say? Answered it because I was going to say unless. They have formulated accordingly that there's a there's a window there. See, when yeah. I when I formulate, I formulate enough to have a little window, more water, less water, and you find that happy medium, right? So you go up and down. See, I like I don't like it too strong. So there's some things I like it strong. So and but you you already answered that. I'm going to give you a, a really good example of what had happened two years ago. Um, our customer service is, is spot on, right? We, but we learned. We're learning every day because every time they we get a question in, we write it down. It becomes part of, right? Yeah. So there's one girl uh, that was just hammering our customer service every month, every a, a month. customer, a customer, right? Okay. Um, just hammering our customer service every time she got an order, she just complained and just complained, and I'm hearing about this girl. Or, you know about her all the time but i never asked her her name i'm like who is this who i'm like who is this chick right and she and they told me her name i said get her on the phone i knew her i get her on the phone and get her on the phone i said hey girl it's jimmy she goes jimmy jimmy i'm like yeah it's jimmy she goes oh my god oh my god oh my god i said what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly, that's exactly what I told her. I said, what is wrong with you? What have I done for you to harass my customer service? She goes, am I that bad? I said, you are horrible. She <laughs> and she started laughing. She, see what I'm saying? She started laughing. I looked at her file yesterday. She has put in the last three years, 54 orders. Oof. Yes. Yes, just by me getting on the phone and saying, hey, what's up? You know, I think a lot of companies create, think that their shit don't stink and they have to create a wall. 
like authority, authority. No, it's no, it's not authority. You have a product. That is what they want. They don't want you. They don't, they want, they want what you're offering to them. And if you create that quote authority, you're going to lose it, you know, because nowadays with social media, everything's open. Right. And, and, and I see a lot of companies, they're starting to do that. They're starting to do that. You know, was really good at that. I got to tell you, and, and, and God rest his, his little soul was Matt, Matt Porter. Uh, MPA. Yeah. You know, he would do his own videos in the back and his in on, on a park bench and stuff, you know, and, and that's why Matt was, was successful with what he was doing. And there's a lot of other companies that are doing that. Now you see all these videos, you know, walking and talking and, you know, and stuff like that. But it, it, it gets, it gets a little, you know, uh, overdone. Yeah. But I think the, the best customer service that anybody can provide is to sit and have an open dialogue with their customers. You know, you should have a, a, a protocol, you know, and I don't think the customer is always right. Yeah. Um, because they're always trying to find ways to beat the system, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think my one, my one suggestion would be to be transparent with the customer. That's all they want. That's yeah. all they want. Yeah, I mean, it, how I want to end this on, on my end is, you know, going back to what you just said, you know, because everyone likes to think that, oh, the customer is always right. And, and that's not accurate. But, you know, that doesn't say that a brand should be a dick to a customer right. just because they're wrong. You can you can structure things and, and word things in such a way that you can agree to disagree. Um but still compromise on how you're going to take care of them because you don't want to lose their business. And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some people, I mean, I've, I've even, I'm a service-based business. I've had to fire clients because they were just a pain in the ass. And I don't like doing that because, you know, I feel bad, but at the same time, it's kind of like if someone just keeps harassing you, you know, nonstop about the dumbest stuff, is it worth it in the end to have somebody tied up all day long going back and forth in email over the dumbest thing, but it's every single time. Like when you picked up the phone and contacted the person that you knew who ordered, you know, all those orders over the last three years, I mean, you could have had somebody in customer service who didn't look at the file who said, this person is just the biggest pain in the ass. It's not worth it anymore. And they go off on them and say, you know, we appreciate it, but you know, maybe it's better if you go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't, see, doesn't seem right? like you know we're we're a good fit for you. When if they would have looked at the file, they would have been like, person placed you know fifty whatever orders in three years. Shit, yeah. like, we need to make sure that they're happy. So you know, the customer is not always right, but there's a way that you can try and compromise and and find you know a middle ground where you don't get screwed, but they feel like they have also won at the same time. Um, and I think a lot of you know, businesses and companies are lacking that today. So that's all I got on my end. You know, is there anything that you want to touch on, you know, before we sign no, off? Like I said, it, my, my one biggest suggestion and, and, and I would tell all companies, if you have a service or whatever is be transparent with your customer, be transparent. That's all. We're all human beings. And if we sit and explain our situation, I mean, I run out all the time, Matt, you hear me. 
right? Yeah. Complaining and stuff. I have I've sucked in forecasting. The company keeps growing, so you know. And I just I keep t- telling all my girls. I said, I said, I will get this done, and I will have it like this. I'll have it that time. And you know, they wait. They wait. Yes, that's great. So, guys, with that being said, you know, thank you guys so much for for joining us on this episode. Um, I know last week we were we were off, so it's good to be back. Uh, you know, we'll keep things keeping on the regular. But uh, if you guys ever have questions, let us know. You know, we do have that Facebook page. Um, you know, we'd like to get more active on it. So if you guys have questions, feel free to let you know. Let us know. It's mm-hmm. official Fit Business on Facebook. You know, if you just type in Fit Business, it'll come right up, anyways. Uh, but whatever platform that you guys are watching or listening this on, do us a favor hit the like or give us a comment. It just helps the algorithm and, and lets whatever platform you're watching or listening on know that, hey, you guys find this valuable, so it helps us out and it'll get our information out in front of more people. And ultimately, that's that's why we're doing this. We're doing this just to give you guys value and insight and information that you can utilize, whether it's your lifestyle, you know, health, business, whatever the case may be. So with that being said, thank you guys so much, and hopefully we will catch you guys next week. See you, Jimmy. Peace.